Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. And I want to start by asking you a question. Has anyone ever asked you something or, or said something to you like this? Hey, you are so good at XYZ. And then they follow it up like, you should do XYZ. Or maybe they've said, why have I never heard of you before? Why am I only just finding out about you? Or better still, they are asking, are you going to XYZ with what you know? And so today, I want you to stick with me on the flip as we get into talking about how so many of us out there find ourselves in this no man's land or no person's land where we are the talented nobody. So I'll see you on the flip with some good wisdom smacks on how to change that. All right, you made it. So let's go on and get into talking about the talented nobody. And I'm going to go and say it. Whether you believe it or not, you have a talent or many talents, things that you're just naturally good at and that don't take you a lot of work or practice to become proficient in. So I just want to make sure we establish what a talent is. And there is this word that I want to focus on real quick called an affinity. Affinity. And what it is, it's it lives in the house of the talent and it is a natural attraction, liking, agreement, or connection to a person, a place, an idea, a thing, etc. Meaning that you are naturally attracted or drawn towards something where you have a connection, an affinity. And when you have a talent, you are normally working in the realm of your affinity. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because not only do you have people who have a natural talent that they're working in and no one knows about them, you have a lot of people that have the talent or have the seed for the talent but don't realize that they have it. And so today we're going to hopefully give you some inspiration to water that seed or uh, plant that seed or, or whatever it is that you need to be able to connect your talent to being able to do more with it. Okay, so um, affinity is that natural attraction that is kind of like a guiding post that gets you into the realm of where your talents can flourish. And a lot of people say, oh, I don't have a talent. I don't, I don't, I just don't. And I tell them, what do you have an affinity for? What do you find yourself liking, being in agreement with, connected to, drawn to, 
And that's where you can start to look for your talent. And I'm going to also say this, that using affinity to help you even identify your talents will a lot of times put you into a broader realm of discovering your talents with an S. And so you may think, oh, I really like gardening. And come to find out, you get into the gardening and you start looking at the great beauty and the symmetry of um, the blooms and the flowers and the plants and and you want to capture it. And then you start dabbling in watercolors and uh, learning how to mimic what you see in the leaves and the patterns. And lo and behold, you are now a great painter because it came through this affinity that you had for nature and growing it. And nature started to uh, connect with you and you wanted to capture it. And so because you wanted to capture it, you developed an affinity for doing that. And lo and behold, now you are a very good artist. Okay. So thank you for letting me lay that foundation because the most, I think the saddest thing is for people to have talents and have a blinder on where they can't connect to what that talent might be because they think that their talent is a, um, a dartboard with a bullseye and that they have to be able to take one dart and shoot it. And it, and if it, if it must hit that bullseye for them to understand what their talent is. And that's too much pressure on you. You can slide into it. You can circle around it. You can get in the vicinity of it. And I'm going to tell you, once you get into the vicinity of it, aka the affinity of it, nature and your passions and your desires and your actions will take uh, their course and help you to develop, strengthen, or even create talents that you didn't even realize you had. All right. So with the affinity of understanding your talent or getting on the path to your talent. There's another thing I want to talk about, and that is alignment. And alignment is, as it says, it's an adjustment to a certain point, a line. Uh, it's a state of agreement or even a, co- a cooperation with people, groups, nations, uh, with a common cause or a viewpoint. And so When you start moving into your talent or uh, expressing your talent, what will happen is you will start to get into alignment with people, situations, things, groups that are best served by your talent. And there's a saying that says your talent will make room for you. And it is true. But I will say this that the way they're using talent, there is a lot more to it than that. And so I want to ask you this. Have you ever had it where there's a person and you know they're so talented? Maybe they sing in your church every Sunday and it's like going to a concert uh, every Sunday and you're like praying, please let them do the solo. (laughs) And the church is uproarious with a praise, uh, uh, um, with uh, admiration and approval when they take the mic. And you always look at them like, why is this person not blah, 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 blah. Why aren't they well known? Why aren't they, you know, on the radio stations? Well, we don't really have those anymore. Well, I guess we do. But anyway, why aren't they on the streaming services and all this kind of stuff? And here is where the wisdom smack happens. Okay. I am not going to say that this is 100% how it works, but I will say that this will help 
to go towards guaranteeing that you get to where you want to. If you're tired of being in the land of nobody, if you're tired of being highly uh, talented with something, but no one seems to know, there are some things that you can do to better your chances uh, towards guaranteeing that you hit what you want to hit. Are you ready for them? All right. You want to hear them? All right. So here we go. So the things that help you when you have a talent, when you are exploring your talent, uh, perfecting your talent and all of those types of things are that you must start to understand these two um other, well, three, I'm going to talk about three today, three other components that when you start um, understanding them uh, and you start working on them and uh, you start uh, being more aware of them, they help. All right. So here we go. So the first one is a gift and a talent and a gift can sometimes be interchangeable. But for the most part, I have found that a gift is kind of like a head start. Yeah. So it's been said, let's talk about singing. It's been said that everyone can sing. If you have a voice that can project, if you're if you have the ability to speak, then you have the ability to sing. OK. And a lot of people were like, no, that's not the case. <laughs> uh, and so there are a lot of people that when they open their mouths it and they sing, it's just like, oh, my gosh. And so remember how we talked about that affinity, a natural attraction to? Well, a gift is uh, a head start. Now, this is my opinion. Uh, this is not any kind of thing that is like, this is what it is. It's just my opinion. But when you have a gifting for something, you get a head start uh, where it's like, wow, and the talent is just recognizable. You open your mouth and the heavens open up and you're like, wow. Okay, so if you have a gift for something, that's only going to give you a head start. Most people believe that the gift aligned, see how we use that word, with a talent guarantees success. And that is not the case. Oh, no, that is not the case. You will have a very pretty talent and you can still be a talented nobody with a great gift that is locked in step with the talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is the these next two things are going to be the things that are going to unlock new levels for you that wisdom wants you to know today. Are you ready to hear those? Okay, I'm imagining you're you're nodding your head. Okay, so the first is going to be skills, and the second is going to be tools. I know. Stick with me. They sound boring, but they'll save you. They will make a room. They will truly make room for you. Okay, so. Skills and tools. So, so say, for instance, you've got the gift for singing and you've got the talent that you actually like it. And I should have said this earlier because there is a there are a lot of times you can have a gift and a talent and they can be in alignment. And the thing is, is you really don't have an affinity. You don't like it. Have you ever had something that you're just naturally good at and people want you to do more of it and you hate it and you're like, I don't want to do that. That's when you're out of alignment. So that's why uh, another reason why alignment is real important when we're talking about gifts, talents, skills, and tools, because it is hard to do something when you're not in alignment with it, when you could take it or leave it, when it's the bane of your existence, when you get tired of all people want from you is X, Y, and Z. Okay. All right. I hope this is helping you and, um, showing you how you can start to get on the wisdom path to getting out of the land of the talented nobody. 
Okay. Okay. So we've talked about what a talent is. We've talked about affinity, alignment. Then we've talked about how a gift can give you a head start on your talent, especially when the gift and the talent are in alignment and when you are in alignment with your talent, meaning that you like to do it. You actually like it. Okay. So now we're going to talk about skills and tools. All right. So skills, skills, when we talk about skills, these are the knowledge of doing whatever your talent and gift is. For instance, folk, American folk art is a great showcase of gift and talent without skill. It is heralded, but a lot of times uh, the people who produce the folk art are only they only get their roses after a, either a death or a lot of struggle. And the reason why is because there is a certain amount of authentic individuality, meaning that they have come to the approach of how they exhibit their gift and talent through individual means that that might translate as crude in uh, normal society. So you might see someone who loves to draw and when they draw, their pictures might look infantile and they're self-taught and their uh, proportions of out, are out of order uh, and they are not as polished as someone who is skilled and can draw according to perspective, proportion, and realism. And so that is how you can tell when someone is self-taught and this is true raw talent. That's another reason why they use that word raw. Raw talent and gift as opposed to skill. Okay. Now let me say something about this knowledge of doing when we talk about skills. When I was growing up, um, I sang in the church. I went, I actually was blessed to be able to get a few scholarships in my undergrad and grad programs for singing. And what I learned during those times was that because I did not have, I didn't think that I had a great voice, but I had an affinity for it and I had a little bit of a gift. And what I realized was if I could get skilled, I could be on par with a lot of very talented and gifted people. And that's what happened. I started taking a class here and there every time. When I was in high school, I joined chorus. I asked for extra classes. I would scrape up and pay for a class here or there for jaw placement and breathing and diaphragm and uh, chest, head and uh, diaphragm singing and all the different things that the skilled singer would know. And by the time I was moving into college and then grad school, I had enough skills with my little bit of talent as opposed to somebody else who was a blockbuster talent to be able to hold my own. And it was at that time, as a young young lady, I started realizing that, whoa, this is probably how you get a lot of people that don't necessarily have the talent who can outpace the talented and the gifted. Because to me, that very gift and that talent can sometimes be a hindrance or a handicap for a person. I have a family member that whatever he puts his mind to, he can he can achieve. And I I, I sometimes 
tell him because stuff comes so easy for you, you get bored and you move on. And the key is in developing a skill to the mastery level, settling on one thing. And he's, you know, and, and we're kind of alike in, in, the, in that way that we do get bored with stuff. But for me, I was like, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. And as I stick with it, my passion will come through the process of me mastering. And so that's where I, um, I have uh, been thankful for wisdom to help me. But understanding that he has this natural affinity for this certain area, you know, of using his hands and things. And he has that gift of being able to pick up quickly and he'll gain a little bit of skill and then he can take off. But it's hard for him to stick with it. And so I, I wanted to use that to let you know that when you're getting your skills, if you have a gift and you have a talent, when you combine an ongoing process and a practice of skills training, you become extremely powerful. So say if you have an affinity with no talent and no gift, Do you realize that you can still get traction if you become skilled? There are people doing major stuff, making a major living singing who cannot sing. And when I say cannot sing, I'm not saying that they cannot sing um, at all. I'm saying that they don't have that extra. mm, They are passable. But because they understand that the knowledge is in the doing, they become experienced. They learn all the tricks, the loopholes and the professional tips that make them beyond passable to where people are willing to pay. You there. Mm, <laughs> there are there. It took me a while to understand that an entertainer can outpace, outwork and out earn a a. Uh, gifted singer most days of the week when you have someone who understands how to entertain through the motions of singing and they are skilled and they are diligent in in always learning their craft their skill and doing the best they can with what they have it becomes really powerful and they do start to outpace those people with those natural gifts because if you have this natural gift and when you open your mouth the heavens open it's going to be hard for you to think that okay each day I got to learn how to do this I got to learn how to have pitch keep my ears open learn harmonies learn scales learn how to find my chords on a piano learn how if my voice changes where my natural register is going to be where my changing register from chest to head voice is going to be it, it, yeah because you do it so easily and it can be a handicap and you become a talented nobody. But if you want to move out of the land of the talented nobody, you will couple that with skills and you will get into the knowledge of doing and you will start to understand that skilled people will outpace gifted and talented people all day long. And the reason why you will do that is another thing, tools. Now, tools are going to be the things or the services, the tangibles that you use to help you with your skills. And I am going to say that 
When you start coupling skills and tools to talents and gifts, you become an artisan, a craftsman, um, a maestro, a um, diva, you know, operatic diva, uh, or you become, you know, I, I, I know I'm thinking about the crafts, but this happens in any and every situation. I know people who are talented when it comes to building software and coming up with that. And the ones who are talented, they'll usually build something and they can only go to one level or or, or to a certain level. And then they can't go any further because they are just operating on sheer gift, talent, and curiosity. Whereas a person who might not have all of that, but does have a strong affinity or liking for it, gets into alignment with what the, uh, what the environment calls for and starts to go and get trained to become skilled. And then they up their game even more where they start really leaving the talented only people because they start learning how to use the tools to help them get an even bigger edge. I hope this is helping you guys. I hope this is making sense because there are too many times I see people who, especially in my, um, major field of writing. I mean, they can write people circles around folks and nobody's reading them. Nobody, you know, they'll put a book out, no one's reading them. And the reason why is because they didn't understand that there are certain other skills to become a true storyteller, you know, because a storyteller has to know how to promote themselves and get the word out and audition for people and learn how to entertain people. Whereas your talented writer might say, I have something to say and I have this world and they put it together and they put it out there and then nothing happens because the storytellers, we're over here working on our skills and using our tools and the talented, gifted who can just show out are not. And so it goes into adding these little boosts. Now, I'm going to say that this is not categorical. This is not all the time. You will have people who are simply talented and gifted who uh, become huge stars. But what I will also say is nine times out of 10, you will see them go through some kind of intensive training. Once someone who knows what to do with that talent gets a hold of them, they will then start not making them. Yeah, they'll basically (laughs) make them become skilled and uh, learn how to use the tools and the training that they need to continue to have that talent uh, be supported, continue to have it showcased in the best way, continue to make sure that they don't burn out by uh, overuse or doing things that will shorten their career. And there's just so much more. So let me give you, uh, for instance, about tools and um, skills. So uh, in my line of work as a storyteller, uh, you know, author, um, there are certain skills that I have to have. Now, I do not believe that I am as talented as most. I believe that I had an affinity for story. And I believe that because I understand that uh, having skills and understanding tools will get me into the realm of the highly talented that's how I work and that's how I look at it. And so skills, skills are going to be not only learning my craft, but learning transferable skills that help booster and and make me different and unique in my storytelling so that people are uh, 
able to come and have a highly enjoyable, entertaining experience when they're um, either listening or reading my stories and understanding that for the long haul, to be able to put out stories that last and um, be able to keep up with my writing craft um, because I don't have that head start gift and because I know that I have to work for it, I just incorporate always staying up on my skills training and always learning and always expanding my borders to incorporate more things. And then tools things and services that you use. And so for me, Photoshop for my graphics is something that I was determined to learn. I am fair to middling on it, but I know that it is a tool that helps me to do what I can with what I have to get uh, my graphics and my, you know, covers and all those things together. I also know that uh, other tools that I use help me. So when I have my editing tools and when I have my grammar tools and all of that, I rely heavily on them because I am like, uh, me and grammar? Hmm. <laughs> but because I understand that, I continue to work on uh, reinforcing the grammar rules and laws that I know. I also stay on top of the changing grammar laws because grammar is fluid. It's a living entity unto itself and things change. And so I, I stay on top of that. And what that allows me to do is it allows me to stay in the realm of the highly talented because I understand I don't have time to be weeping and crying about gifts and talents, um, I got to take my affinity, my alignment, and I got to work it till I can't work it anymore with my skills and my tools. And so what I want to say is this. If you find that you're really good at something, say, for instance, there is never been an event that you couldn't plan. And you know it, your family knows it, your friends know it, but the world doesn't know it. And you look and see people who are making a lot of money and have television shows where they're showcasing what they do. And you're like, I could do that. You're currently in the talented nobody realm. And if you want to move past that and get yourself out there, one of the fastest things I'm going to tell you is to get aligned with a group, with people uh, with viewpoints and with platforms that will help you to propel yourself out into the known area. Too many times people don't realize that it is by leverage, association, and admiration that helps you to grow. So if you want to become this great event planner, the first thing you can do is align yourself by taking what you've seen in a magazine or something like that. And you don't necessarily have to give a critique, but what you can do is showcase. And then you can say, I was inspired and do a mock-up. Do you realize that they have free, uh, one of the biggest free websites that you can do using this? And people come to it every day and, and people uh, become known through this website. And it's called Pinterest. Mm-hmm. 
at the time of this recording, Pinterest is still around, okay? You can go in there and create boards and uh, create looks and all these different things and start aligning yourself with groups and peoples and becoming part of a community or building a community. And then you want to start expanding your skills, and expanding your skills, taking classes on um, different textiles and uh, understanding the histories of things, getting to the basics, the foundations of what makes what. Um, you might uh, have a particular bent on the way you approach what you do, where you might be a textiles kind of person with the fabrics and the and the texture of things. Someone else might be a natural um, living kind of person where they might be all about um, the flora, the fauna, you know, the plants and the, and the this and the that. And, you know, you might have somebody else who might be all about the streamlined, clean lines, uh, aesthetic. And by learning all these different tastes and expanding your skills, getting books on um, what the pros do will help you. And the reason why I want to talk really uh, well, while I'm talking about the need for skills is this. I, I talked about this a little while ago on a, on a podcast where hair, cutting hair. <laughs> uh, I, was, I am a cosmetologist for many, many years, and I have an affinity and a great talent for cutting hair. There's not a haircut I can't cut, but it goes with the very thing I've talked about. When I discovered I had a gift and a talent for it, I immediately started training and using skills. And I was trained by uh, professionals who were in the International Hair Olympics. I went to many classes. I paid for so many advanced classes to learn angles, to learn placement of my hand, to make sure that I understood the different degrees in the geometry, the textures of hair, the weight of hair, uh, the density, how it flows, how it moves to learn the difference between naturally red hair as opposed to naturally blonde or brown or black hair and how it lays and all of these different things so that I could become very skilled to uh, do what I did. And it proved itself over and over again. And so uh, recently, (laughs) I have had to, in emergency situations, fix haircuts. And It was shocking to me because the haircuts that I'm fixing are people with talent and gift, but no skill, and they're not using the proper tools. And you can tell. And the reason why you can tell is because there is no polish. They you can clearly tell that they worked too hard for this because there are shortcuts that have been established by the professionals for years that if you make this cut, you won't have to keep making this cut that causes you to get into the land of gaps and and all these problems. And so it just goes on and on. And I just really kind of wanted to uh, take stock of that because over and over in my life, wisdom has shown me that everybody gets gifts and talents. It's those who start to understand understand the power of working on your skill, 
and working on the tools of your trade and by aligning yourself with like-minded people who will give you more insight into what the pros have already established to give you shortcuts, to give you abilities to make that polish so that when people look at it, your perceived value of what you produce is so high that they have no other way to reason but to be willing to admire you and even pay you for your talent. And so guess what, y'all? My time is up. I really want to thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and check out the show notes for how to uh, contact me if you have any questions or want me to talk about something or even to support. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.